0: Kneisel Hall, known as the cradle of chamber music in America, has provided musicians with the opportunity to immerse themselves in the chamber repertoire since 1902, realizing founder Franz Kneisel's vision for over 100 years. Born in Bucharest, violinist Franz Kneisel studied at the Vienna Conservatory and emigrated from Berlin in 1885 the year he also formed the Kneisel Quartet, the first fully professional string quartet in America, famous for the precision of its ensemble and the restrained elegance of its performances. By the time Kneisel arrived in Blue Hill, Maine in 1899, the small town by the sea had attracted a handful of prominent summering musicians who formed the nucleus of the budding musical colony. Kneisel built a house overlooking Blue Hill Bay several years later and founded a summer music school, offering students time for individual practice and lessons, chamber music rehearsals and ensemble evenings, performing chamber works. However, by 1922, Knysel's school had outgrown his home and studio. Felix Kahn, a friend and amateur cellist, built him a large hall on the side of Blue Hill Mountain a building with a resonant wood interior that has been the center of the school's activities ever since. That from Kneisel Hall's website. Deborah Reeder was a very talented young cellist when she was given the opportunity for summer study at Kneisel Hall in Maine, and she will never forget her experience there. At the age of 17, she studied back at home with Lauren Monroe. When he was principal cellist of the Philadelphia Orchestra, and she eventually became a member of that eminent orchestra herself. Deborah Reeder was a founding member of the celebrated Philadelphia Trio, this ensemble. And as a performer with a preeminent career, Deborah Reeder has never forgotten her foundational experience at Kneisel Hall and having, as she did, a home in the endless mountains in the charming town of Eaglesmere, she wanted to offer young people the special opportunity for an intensive chamber music coaching experience in a truly lovely mountain setting. Music in the mountains has been a fixture in Eaglesmere in the summertime for many years, in its active years, and even now, since its closing. On Friday, July 29th, there will be a chamber music concert at the David DeWire Center in Eaglesmere, featuring alumni of the program. We had a chance to speak by phone with Deborah Reeder about music in the mountains and what's in store this year.
1: I was the founder originally in 1976, and it was just cellos that year. And then the next year, Barbara joined, Barbara Sonys from the Philadelphia Trio, and uh, we had violin, viola, cello, and piano. Seventy six, it started. Seventy seven, it was uh, with all the instruments I mentioned, and we did that until about ten years ago. And then it just got to be too much. It was hard recruiting and all of that, and that was even pre-COVID. But for about the last ten years, we have been doing alumni. I just couldn't let it die. It was just too important to to me personally, musically, and the town liked it and all of that. So the first year, we had quite a few people come. We usually had about anywhere from 13 to 16 or so students would come normally for a two-week period. It was very intensive coaching in chamber music, just chamber music, and some theory. And, and they had a wonderful time in Eaglesmere, grew to love the town. Who doesn't? All the swimming and, and hiking and stuff, we worked in as well with everything else. But with just the alumni, the first year we had, oh, maybe 12 students come back, an extra six or so. But for the last eight years, and we've had the same core group of five people, and they are from, one is head of the Sidwell Friends School, Middle School, I believe it is, in Washington, D.C. Very wonderful place. She's, She's doing that, but still doing her own piano playing, and her name is Rachel Kane. And then we have the violinist's. Philip Carter, who is in the New York area, I think Long Island, he does teaching and and freelancing, playing there. Then another person in the Washington area's name is Andrew Weaver, who is head of the musicology department at Catholic University. He's quite scholarly. He's done all kinds of papers on all sorts of things. And another violinist, Rachel Siegel, is in Philadelphia, and she is head of something called the Primavera Fund, which is a very interesting thing that works with, with young students. And she is in a string quartet with our cellist, Mimi Morris Kim, who lives actually in the Princeton area, but they play in this quartet together in Philadelphia. And so these are very busy freelancers and teachers. And they love Eagles Mayor, They just can't stay away. <laughs> so they're playing on Friday night, the 29th of July. And normally it would have been in August, but the problem with August was... That our pianist that I mentioned, Rachel Kane, who is involved with the Sidwell School, always had to rush back because you know school starts so early. So we got it into July, late July on a Friday night. So we will see. Well, the program varies; is extremely variable. I'm really tickled with it. They're doing these are only movements, of course. A movement of an early piano quartet of Mendelssohn, Opus Three. He was probably 15. I don't know. And then they're doing a slow movement of the Brahms A minor string quartet. Uh, and then they're doing a movement of the Shostakovich Piano Trio, which, of course, my trio, the Philadelphia Trio, played many times. It's a wonderful piece. And then they're doing one of these pieces that I think is so, makes the program so interesting. The composer's name, she's also a violinist, is Jessie Montgomery, who is 40 years old. And the piece is called Strum, like you would strum a guitar. And this version of it is for string quartets. There are other versions of it for other, you know, larger and smaller ensembles. And apparently it goes over really well with uh, audiences. And Montgomery is sponsored partly by the Sphinx organization, which I think tends to promote composers of of color. So that's that's a connection there. And she's the winner of the Leonard Bernstein Award from ASCAP. So she's an up-and-coming composer, and it, it says, when I looked it up on Google, that the piece salutes American folk idiom and the spirit of dance and movement. Her compositions focus on the vernacular, improvisational language, and social justice, so that covers a lot of different things. So that's that little piece. I think it's about seven minutes long, and then there's an intermission. And then they're doing a particular arrangement of... One movement of the Brandenburg Concerto Number 6 of Bach, which is one that's originally for a lot of Viola de Gambas. I think I've played it myself. And that will be Andrew Weaver, Philip Carter, and uh, Rachel Kane. So that's uh, two violins, or a violin, viola, and maybe they're doing two violas and piano. And then there is the slow movement of the Elgar, Edward Elgar, piano quintet, a slow movement of that. I became aware of that piano quintet only oh, relatively short time ago. I had a string quartet called the Amato Quartet that played together for decades. And we never did the Elgar, never even knew of it. We did the Brahms and the Schumann and Dvorak and Franck. But I became aware of it with coaching a group of master's degree students at Temple University, of Philadelphia. And we all just fell in love with it, the students. They had wanted to do something different. So it's a very interesting piece. And then they will do another one of the really interesting pieces, I think, on the program. It's a String Quartet, two movements of which by Joseph Bologna, who is also known as the Chevalier de Saint-Georges. His dates were 1745 to 1799. He was the son of a music, considered a Creole, the son of a wealthy planter in Guadeloupe, and an African slave woman, considered a, a real virtuoso violinist. He was also a fencer, really amazing athlete and, <laughs> and a composer. He's sometimes called the Black Mozart. His dates were 1745 to 1799. Very interesting. And then, oh, there's only one more piece, and that is a movement of the Doc Nanyi Piano Quintet, which is Opus 1. Once again, my quartet never did it. I didn't even know of it until one of our Music in the Mountains classes Somebody told us about it, and it's, it's a wonderful piece. It's uh, very accessible, not too difficult to put together in a, in a short time, as they're doing, and audiences love it. So that's the finale from that one. It's his opus one, which is amazing. His dates were 1877 to 1960. So we go from Bach, the earliest composer, well, and uh, Joseph Bologna, the Chevalier de Saint-Georges, is the same period as Mozart would be. So it covers a bit of, of ground, I think, you know, chronologically.
0: When you discovered the Elgar and played it, Mm. is there something about it that we might say, well, it's got to be by an English composer, or, oh, Elgar, I know it's Elgar. Well, this is considered one
1: of his masterpieces, along with the cello concerto and the Enigma Variations, which are one of my favorite pieces in the world. I studied with Lorne Monroe, who was principal cellist of the Philadelphia Orchestra here, and he would always discuss the works that he was doing with the orchestra at the time, and he mentioned the Enigma Variations, and he gets, like, tears in his eyes. And I didn't know the piece that well at that point, but there's one movement of it called Nimrod, which people want to play for their funeral. <laughs> it's that gorgeous. And this has, it's not the most easily accessible piece in the world, but it does, if you're familiar with those other pieces of Elgar, you might recognize it as Elgar. He was a very interesting composer, I think, underplayed. It doesn't right pop out at you like you said Stravinsky or something. So as I grew older and learned of Enigma Variations, I understood Lauren Monroe's reaction to it. But at that time, as a kid, you know, 17 or something, I didn't know. <laughs> but it's, it's special, special things. I think there's something for everybody in this program.
0: Since you've played the Shostakovich with a Philadelphia Trio, dis- oh, yes. what distinguishes that trio? What do you like about that?
1: Oh, well, it's, I, first of all, I'm a big Shostakovich fan. The string quartets, I think, are simply unbelievable. The last movement has some little Jewish folk song things that he used in other forms. Da-da-da-da-da, da You know, I'm not, excuse my singing. It's certainly very recognizably Shostakovich. It's opus 67. I don't know just when it was written. His dates were 1906 to 1975. I'm very proud of them for coming up with this program. I spoke with the Mimi, the cellist. She said, well, each each suggested a piece. So, <laughs> But, well, there are more pieces than there are numbers of students. But at any rate, I think it's, it's good, and hopefully the audience will find it so
0: too. Then, almost a month after... Your Music in the Mountains program, the main stage series of the Eaglesmere Friends of the Arts, will feature musicians you've played with.
1: Oh my goodness! Oh yes. Well, I'm I'm really tickled with the program this year. You you have the brochure, don't you? But I, I think it's a very good program this year. And Diane Monroe is a wonderful, wonderful classical and jazz violinist. She, Tony Michelli, who is a fabulous vibraphonist, played here a few years ago, and I played on the program with them. And she's really, she's something. And I have to give credit partly to an Eaglesmere resident who has been very supportive of our events there. His name is Mark Bogard, and we were talking about the possibilities. You know, this was last summer. We're talking about possibilities for this summer. Tony Michelli and Diane Monroe have a a CD out called, I think it's called Alone Together. I let him listen to it. Oh, he was just completely blown away by it. So they're they're really special. But I think it's an interesting uh, set of things this year. You know, Eaglesmere. I have to tell you, my parents are from Muncie. All my relatives are from Muncie, and Hughesville, and and Williamsport, places like that. So I've been coming there since I was five years old, coming to La Porte. My parents rented a place, and my grandmother lived uh, lived in Muncie. My grandfather actually built that house that they lived in. But when you mention Eaglesmere to your average person in this area, there are two possible responses to that. Oh, my grandparents were married there. Or the other response is, what? I never heard of it. Well, they used to say it was a town that time forgot, but I don't think that's true anymore. There's a lot of younger people and new people there. The old guard, sort of, if I could call them that, most of them have died. So it's new people. I'd like to put in a plug for a new venture in Eaglesmere, and that is Anthony Farrow, F-E-R-R-O, who runs a little store there, and a shop, I should say, not a store, with his own artworks. But he was quite a well-known dancer with Twyla Tharp. And other, you know, well-known companies. So I'm hopeful that next year he'll be able to do something with some dance demonstrations. Oh, Wouldn't yeah. that be neat. That's never happened before. There, he's, he's a very special person, and I, I hope something will happen with dance for next year. And there are all kinds of things going on in the art world. Some wonderful workshops and things.
0: So for a little town, there's a lot going on, isn't there? And the answer is yes. Deborah Reeder of the Philadelphia Trio, founder of Music in the Mountains, speaking about the concert on Friday, July 29th at 8 p.m. So that's a week from this Friday, Friday, July 29th at 8 p.m. at the David Dwyer Center in Eaglesmere in the Endless Mountains, Sullivan County, Pennsylvania. It will be alumni of the Music in the Mountains program And they will perform music by Mendelssohn, Shostakovich, Elgar Dochnany, Montgomery, Bach, and Joseph Bologna, the Chevalier de Saint-Georges. And for more information on the web, it's the site of the Eaglesmere Friends of the Arts, and that's emfoa.org. Tickets will be available at the door. Music in the Mountains, a concert on Friday, July 29th at 8 p.m., one week from this Friday at the David Dwyer Center in Eaglesmere, and that's in Sullivan County, Pennsylvania. Check the website for directions and details, emfoa.org. This is the slow movement of the Elgar Quintet that will be part of that program on Friday, July 29th at 8 p.m. Again, it's the David DeWire Center in Eaglesmere, Pennsylvania, the Friends of the Art series continuing, emfoa.org. As it happens this evening on the Village Green in Eaglesmere, The Concerts Under the Stars series will present the wonderful, exciting, nationally known, award-winning blues artist, blues guitarist, Gabe Stillman from Williamsport, but he has a national career. He's down in Texas and Florida and playing all over, and he will be on the Village Green at 630 This evening in Eaglesmere, it is a free event. Just take along a chair, a blanket, and a picnic meal if you like. That's on the Village Green. And then this Saturday, the main stage series continues with the Dan Levinson Band, longtime favorites of the audiences at Eaglesmere. Dan Levinson is a clarinetist and a mainstay of the trad jazz scene in New York City and he and his band will perform this Saturday, July 23rd at 8 o'clock on the main stage at the David Dwyer Center in Eaglesmere, Pennsylvania. For more information on the web, emfoa.org, emfoa.org.